Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And uh, we had another three newsletter a week, really a four newsletter week. Wait, what was the fourth one? We got the tip about the goop label. So it was like we got a, well, four email week, I guess, because okay. we got an email saying, get ready for goop label. And then we got another email about it, the goop label. It was just like a, an email to get you ready for the next yeah. email that you're going to get. Okay. Yeah. I think I deleted that by accident. Yeah. You didn't really need to <laughs> yeah. keep it. Okay. Good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's November, which means, uh, edition three of Gwyneth Paltrow's goop label close. Yeah. And, uh, again, it's a small collection. Yeah. So our, well, it's not our theory. It's what it actually is. She, they are goop, not she, the company. Yeah releases like two articles of clothing every month. Yeah, two to four and only I guess makes a thousand or less cop like pieces. This is a guess or this you No, know? they I think they said it in that fast company article. Oh see God can't you gotta read the supplemental yeah, material. I can't delete it. Uh so basically it sells out really fast and it seems like it's in high demand even though she just doesn't make very many of them. Well it's in high demand. A thousand demand. people wanted it. That's yeah. That's I guess not bad. Uh, but this month it was a very casual collection. It was just a sweater, uh, some wide leg pants and a set of pajamas. Yeah. The sweater was just that gray V-neck sweater and you were pissed about it. It seemed very basic to me. I'm sure it's very comfortable. It was like $400. So it's probably a nice gray sweater, but it just seemed like eh, I could get a gray sweater anywhere. Yeah. You could definitely get a gray sweater anywhere. My question was about those pants. They weren't, I didn't think they were flattering. She said that they were flattering on everyone. Because they were wide leg. I don't think wide leg pants are flattering on anyone. Yeah. Who says wide leg is flattering on everybody? I thought it made her look bulky, which yeah. is insane. It made her look... I mean, it made her look just sort of casual and comfortable, which I guess she's going for. But you wouldn't wear those to work. I feel like you'd wear them around the house. I feel like in Gwyneth's world, you wear those to work because she's constantly telling you to wear like track pants and lounge yeah, pants with true. high heels to work. 
and then pajamas, which maybe she would cute. wear those to work too. Oh, yeah, she might. She loves to be comfortable at yeah, work. Yeah, those were the cutest things in the whole collection. The pajamas were really cute. Um, I like that she said the pajama top was based on an old shirt that she had. Oh, it was? Yeah, it's just like, this was based on an old shirt of mine. End um, of sentence. Do you think that's true? Uh, probably. Maybe she has like an old picture of her in some shirt and she's like, make me pajamas that look like this. But they look like pajamas. What shirt did she have that looked exactly like pajamas? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it looked like if you, if I had to close my eyes and imagine the most typical pair of pajamas, like a classic yeah. pajama, it would be it, that. Totally. I think, well, also maybe, I feel like in the 90s when Gwyneth came of age, a lot of street fashion was very pajama based. Yeah, you're right. It was very, it was a pajama heavy time. Yeah. So I think maybe most things that she would have wore in her like Brad, like pre-Shakespeare in Love, like when her Brad Pitt era, yeah. I think she could have worn a lot of pajama inspired clothes. Okay. That makes sense to me. So that's what she means by old, not childhood, but like. Oh, yeah. I think, I think probably like young adulthood. Okay. Um, but if you want any of those, too late because they're sold out. I'm sure that they'll restock them. Though. Oh, yeah. They restock the stuff. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we get to Monday. And I guess so now we just expect a newsletter every Monday. I think yeah, we can I, safely say that. Now I expect to get three or possibly four goops. And, you know, you never know. You might get that other thing with the Polaroids. What was that thing called that she sent out? Last oh, this and that. This and that. Oh, yeah, I, that was only a week ago, but I already oh. forgot all about yeah, it. Yeah, no, and you were so excited too, and I was confused. How often? Well, we'll see. We'll see how often of this and that comes it's up. It's just it's turning into really a lot of emails. Yeah, yeah. It's it is really my entire it, inbox at yeah, this point. It's most of it. It's like, like my job. That yeah. Yeah. Um. So. Monday, and again, the Monday newsletter is basically just glorified ads just for ad. the products that they're selling. So we have uh, something about their her favorite London-based designers, which was a snooze. It was like it's Stella like McCartney, Burberry, et cetera. Yeah. yeah, blah, blah, blah. Then we have um, another Ask Jean question. Yeah, my which, favorite advice call. Uh, which this one really makes me almost positive that Jean is not a real person. This is what pushed you over the edge? Yes. Before I was sort of a gene I don't know I, I thought that gene might have been real I thought that these questions might have been from real people but this was not at all there's no gene um, so someone asks her about uh, she wants to like splurge for her sister's birthday or whatever and yeah. then Jean, Laura P Laura P um, and then Jean tells her to buy some expensive body scrub from goop uh, it was a great article yeah I guess that body scrub was just piling up in the warehouse and they needed to, to sell more of it or something. And frankly, I want that body scrub really badly and I would do anything for it. Do you use a body scrub? Actually, no, because I was using um, this like nice brown sugar one and it started clogging my sink. I think it clogs your drains. <laughs> I, yeah, because it's like clunk, like chunky. Yeah. Sort of. um, I used to use the, was it like a St. Ives, the apricot one that has like the little balls in it? But I yeah. think that's not supposed to be good for your skin. That I used that, I think, when I was younger and it made my skin like peel. Yeah. Basically. It's like yeah. $3 at CVS. Yeah. I had a nice one, but. Uh, um, oh, and then uh, let's see. There's yeah 11 clean winter skin essentials. Uh, which was boring. The one funny tip on that one. So most of them were like products that you're supposed to buy to like keep your skin uh moist in winter yeah. um and then she says also to use a humidifier in your bedroom that's and then, true it, yeah it seems like a good idea but then she says an easy cheat if you don't have a humidifier is just to fill a bowl with water and leave it out in your room overnight not as effective as a humidifier but definitely better than nothing is it i 
We should test that out. Okay. Leave a bowl overnight and see if it's better than nothing. Yeah, okay. I'll do that. But I don't even think my skin gets that bad in LA. Like in New York, you have these horrible um, uh, radiators that like yeah. that make your skin like so dry. But here, I don't really usually have a problem. Yeah, I don't really have a problem with it either. But I feel like my skin is always reacting to something. Like I'm always dry or Yeah, well, there's so much smog. The air is so gross oh, here. Oh, something bad is happening to you. Let's um, put the bowl of water. Yeah, let's do it. I won't make that focaccia, but I'll put <laughs> oh, the bowl I'm of water. Oh, I will say I'm going to make that focaccia this week at some okay. point. And I will invite you over and we will taste it and then we will talk about it next week okay that sounds fun uh and then the only other article i guess the main article on this monday one was um to hawk these uh 200 japanese steamers called donubes oh that article was about selling stuff yeah it's this this chef um who does the restaurant at odium by the broad he like mm. makes everything in these um donubes mm. and so they call them like one pot meals and yet all the recipes it made me so angry all the recipes were like put this in a saucepan put this in a dutch oven uh put this in a rice cooker and then a put dutch everything oven yeah. i mean a dutch oven is like i mean look i can understand if they want you to like saute something first yeah but a dutch oven is an investment that's a big thing well big i don't deal. understand why you if you have a dutch oven why you would need this danube in the first place i feel like a, I mean i guess it has a little hole on the top but you can just use a dutch oven and then slightly keep the lid open and it would do the same thing and a dutch oven is you get a nice dutch oven for like 60 70 bucks yeah. um i have a one that's it's not le creuset because those are expensive but it's like a le creuset knockoff and i've had it for years and it's um, great. But I can't I don't know why you would need this stupid Danube. Like it it adds no value to your kitchen, I think. Yeah, I don't want the Danube. Um and you know what? I don't even like most Japanese food. I like Japanese food if it's fried, like tempura yeah. or tonkatsu or those cool sushi rolls that are fried. Mhm. Um and that's about it. I'll say it. I like sushi. Do yeah, like sushi's sushi? good. But I'm rarely craving Japanese food. What else like teriyaki? What else is like like, I don't know, like miso salmon or whatever. Oh, okay. Or like very like simple, like steamed vegetables or like weird like yams. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't like it. I'd much rather, much rather have like Thai or Chinese or Indian. Yeah, I guess I would too. Um, okay. Right. And then Thursday. Yeah, this is the main one. Uh, so we had a lot of food this week, more because we hadn't had much food in the past couple of weeks. Yeah, and we got back in it with Mario um, Batali. Yeah, so if you guys don't know, Gwyneth and Mario Batali have a very long, complicated, I think maybe at one point it was a sexual no, relationship. No, it was not. You don't think so? No. You don't think they hooked up on that way. third floor of Baba one night after no. closing? No, 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 no. I think that they are just two colleagues. <laughs> I think she respects him and he respects her. Well, I don't know. But okay. I don't think they ever hooked up. No fucking way. He wants to hook up with her though. Yes, I do think that. <laughs> like he he will always answer her phone calls because he thinks that there's still a chance. Yeah, I think that he's always like hoping that there's going to be a chance and then she just like exploits that whenever she that's, needs something yeah, that's for, what her, it is. Um, for her, for go her goop newsletter. Um, and he like, I'm, he's married and he has kids, but I think he's holding out hope that they will grow all together. Yeah, I think her conscious uncoupling was the best thing that ever happened to him. Yeah. But um, so he is, he wrote a new cookbook that's just called Mario Batali's Big American Cookbook. Yeah. And it's not even recipes from his um, 
restaurants. It's just recipes that he like collected from all over America, yeah. which is sort of a cool idea. Yeah, and actually, I want it. I, I know. I sort of do, I too. I just decided that. And I think it looks like a pretty cool cookbook. Yeah, I trust his taste. Like, he... I mean, by the look at him, by the look of him, you'd think, oh, he just eats pasta all the time. Like, yeah. he's, you know, a large guy. Uh-huh. But he... I feel like he does... Um, make more healthy things. I don't know how often he eats the healthy things, but like if you look at his book, there's a lot of vegetable stuff, a lot of whole grain stuff. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think it looks like a cool cookbook. I don't need my cookbooks to be like the most healthy cookbooks in the world. Like yeah, I can no, figure I guess out not. just like eat a salad. Um. So, but this article, it, uh, so they asked staffers from Goop to talk about so-called staffers. So-called staffers. We don't know if they're real. They're not. Um. To talk about their like unnamed favorite, staffers, unnamed staffers, talk about their favorite family recipes from their relatives or just like whatever ethnic background they're from, and then I thought that they were just sharing those recipes, but Aggie uh, was a great detective and realized that these are recipes from Mario Batali's book that are just sort of reminiscent of these people's family recipes. This is probably one of the strangest articles I've ever read in my life and it's very poorly conceived I don't know what it is going for and I don't it's like the staffers will say oh well somebody is writing about the staffers I don't know who it is according to the article it's Mario Batali that's the only credited author yeah so um someone is saying okay our deputy editor Kate grew up in a Russian family and so she loves stuffed cabbage here's a stuffed cabbage recipe from Mario Batali's cookbook and then on and on like this. I mean, there are like three recipes like that. And then for some reason, there's a Gwyneth Paltrow recipe for pancakes that's that are from her dad, and uh, that's and she wrote that one, and that's not a Mario Batali recipe. But is that one in the book? Will you get Gwyneth Paltrow's dad's pancake I, recipe I, in the book? I don't think so. I mean, it doesn't say it's in the book. It just says so. Gwyneth, oh, it is in the book. It is in the book. Oh, it okay. I get it. So she has a recipe in the book for these pancakes, which. I mean, I remember when her first cookbook came out called My Father's Daughter, and mm-hmm. she had that pancake recipe. I should, I guess, make them because she's been holding on to this recipe for pancakes for dear life for, I guess, since her father died. It's basically, I mean... It's just regular pancakes. It's flour, sugar, baking powder, salt, add egg, whole milk. Yo- oh, you put yogurt in it? Is that oh, a little different? Oh, that's the Paltrow way. The Paltrow way. Um, yeah, so you got pancakes, you got uh, stuffed cabbage, you got... Some sour cream blueberry coffee cake from a diner in Palo Alto that coincidentally two of the Goop staffers grew up eating. Yeah, two of the Goop staffers are from Palo Alto, unnamed. The what are they? The editor? I who knows? Whatever. Two editors of different sections of Goop. Mm -hmm. Um. So I think yeah, the article completely ill-conceived, but Mario Batali's Big American Cookbook. Uh, I think I'll be purchasing it. Yeah, I want it. Um. Then. We have, oh, you know how she always has the interviews with, like, successful female business owners? Yeah. So this one is um, the editor of a website called Le Catch, mm-hmm. and her name is Marlian Rentmeister. Oh, I thought that she was, they were saying she's, like, a rentmeister because you're, like, renting her clothes and her <laughs> from her business. No, whatever. her actual name is Marlian Rentmeister. Oh, I totally didn't get that. Um, but so she, her website, I guess she scours the internet and finds cool clothes for an affordable price. 
Yeah. That's it, right? Like, it, there's not more so. to it than that, right? I don't know. Yeah, it seems like an Instagram account. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is because she did work in the, like, for Condé Nast in an actual, like, fashion capacity. Oh, she yeah, has, she worked at Lucky. She has good taste. So women, like, if she says, you know, this specific $90 sweater from Zara is cool, then other women will be like, oh, if she says it's cool, I'll get this $90 sweater instead of a $400 sweater. Oh, yeah. And I'm one of those women. For oh, yeah. No, I, it seemed like a cool... I mean, it's all women's clothes, but it seemed like a cool uh, website. Because I have no innate fashion sense, so I would depend entirely on other people telling me what to buy. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of like that. Um, but she, you know, she's just boring. She lives in the Pacific Palisades. They talk about her kids um, and her website. And that's about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at this stuff. Um, it's not to my taste. No. Well, and also like her website, it made me appreciate the actual visual design of the Goop website. Looking at her website looks very sort of janky compared with Goop. Oh, really? It looks like a Tumblr or something. It sounds like a Tumblr. I don't fully understand what it is. It's just her. I think it probably is a Tumblr. It was made (laughs) on Tumblr. Um, but she's very successful. Okay. I guess. Who knows? Um. She seems successful. Yeah. Uh, what else was in this one? Then, oh, then this next one was, I think, the most emotional I've ever gotten reading a article on Goop. Yeah, this was a good one. It was called How to Fix Obesity and Hunger at the Same Time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's he. Uh, they interview a gentleman who I guess was sort of like a high-powered Wall Street dude. And then he felt like he wasn't really contributing anything to society. So he quit his job and he started... Uh, these support groups called grocery ships and um, they're basically to help parents living in food deserts uh, get themselves and their families healthy. So um, one of the moms, I guess, who has some sort of knowledge in nutrition, but she's sort of from the neighborhood, she forms a group with other parents and they meet every week um, and they get nutrition information, you know, recipe tips and uh, they get 30 to $40 worth of free produce every week because a lot of these people live in an area where you can't get fresh produce. Or you, if you can, you can't even afford it. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I really, like, I have nothing. I just, like, very sincerely think that this guy is doing really good work. Yeah, it was, it was good. Um, and then he started uh, a takeout because, like, he was saying, he's, and a lot of people like Michael Pollan or Alice Waters, and I really do like a lot of what they do, but they don't understand that, uh, if you are low income and you have kids and you're working a lot, it's not just about what you can afford, but it's you have no time to cook. Oh, and even yeah. something that takes maybe 30, 45 minutes to a, like to to one of them would seem like it wouldn't take very, you know, it doesn't take very long to cook that. But for a lot of working people, that's too long. So you end up going, you know, to a fast food restaurant or whatever. I didn't realize that. That's so, so this guy also started this takeout kitchen called Every Table, um, where if you don't have any time to cook, uh, and the first one is in South LA, and the meals um, are uh, on the average of $4 per meal, so they're affordable to low-income people, and the menu looks amazing and like really good stuff. And mm-hmm. his plan is to um, open them in different... Uh, socioeconomic neighborhoods basically so he's going to open one in downtown LA uh, and the meal will average eight dollars which um, even for that neighborhood is really inexpensive and I guess like the the higher neighborhood or the higher economically advantaged neighborhoods will subsidize the um, 
the people in the lower income neighborhoods, which I mean, who knows oh, if it's going to work, but it's a really good idea. Oh, okay. Oh, I see that. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, but it has I, nothing to do with Gwyneth. No. Uh, but I'm glad that she brought him to um, my consciousness. Yeah. I read that one too. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, then we had a book guide. Oh, I, well, yeah. The hard hitting nonfiction. Yes. Yeah, it was just there were so many books on this list. That was that was my main criticism. It was too many. Like, give me four or five, not thirty. Yeah, um, it was too much to scroll through, and but there were a couple. Like, there's the Shirley Jackson uh, biography that's supposed to be good. Um, that I've like heard about. Um, there's a book about the dangers of GMOs, which of course there yeah. is. I, which I'm like honestly. No, I, got, I was going to say I was surprised that it was on here, but I'm not. Because some, I don't know. Yeah, I almost think Gwyneth is too smart to fall into the anti-GMO thing. I mean, I but think why would I think that? me deep in the anti-GMO thing. I just would think that she would leave politics like, yeah. off this list, but I guess not. I feel uh, like, no, it would be just sort of like buzzy nonfiction that people have heard is coming out. And yeah. then her like crazy like bullshit. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, some of them are buzzy. I don't know. Do you read a lot of nonfiction? No, I, not really. But I was like, I knew about that. And then Hidden Figures is going to be a movie. Yeah. So I know about that. And I, it looks like a cool movie. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see the movie. Yeah, uh, yeah I I used to read more nonfiction. Honestly, nowadays, all I like the only nonfiction I read are like accounts of old Hollywood. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's I, all I'm interested in. My nonfiction is like unauthorized celebrity biographies, yeah. which I do read. Um, but yeah, I'm very like, I feel like I'm relatively literary in my fiction tastes, but I'm very lowbrow in my nonfiction tastes. I think I'm lowbrow in both. Yeah. It's fine. It's just my way. Um, and then, uh, this why surrender article, it, it was, made, it made me sick. It made me sad and confused. Yes. It, so I guess, so this is a woman, a Boston based therapist, Amy Falchuk, who does not have a doctor in front of her name. So I guess she is even less qualified than the average goop uh, health expert. No, remember, the people that don't call themselves doctors are more qualified because they're more Ah, honest. Because the people who call themselves doctors are just making it up. Yep. And she has nothing to hide because her life philosophy now is to just surrender, let everything go, have no goals, (laughs) have no work for nothing, just let life like skip you like a pebble on a river yeah but like what was she talking about where it's like there's the masculine and the feminine and then the feminine gives into the masculine and this and that i just oh my god you know what when people start going on about how either there's like a masculine and a feminine energy and they're like dancing together at all times or something i just tune completely out I hate that. Stuff. Yeah. What does I, that even mean? Is that like seems, there's like an active and a passive? It always seems really sexist to me and yeah. like just gross. Like it's so weird. It's like heteronormative and yeah and fucked up. Yeah. Why does energy have to be uh, like gendered. gendered? Yeah. And what are you ta- like? What does it mean? It mean I mean I. And granted, I like was skimming this article because it was so long and so depressing. It was so a light skim for me. A yeah. light skim, yeah. <laughs> but uh, this woman just seems to have an extremely different life philosophy than I do. Um, and Yeah, she seems to have a different life philosophy for me too, but I can't. <laughs> and she also like 
two thirds of the way down the interview, she just um, links you to her cult that she runs. Oh yeah, she's is she does she run it or she just or she in it? I think she like lectures for it. So it's it's called Pathwork. Pathwork. Oh Pathwork. Pathwork.org. If anyone knows anything about this cult, let us know. Talk to us on Twitter because uh, I'm into cults and I like learning about them. And I didn't really understand what this one was about. I feel like it's, you never really understand what they're about. They're always kind of about a bunch of different things. Yeah. It seemed like Est. Like a, What's that one? It was like from the 80s and you go and it helps you like fully realize your real self. It was the first one of these, or not the first, but maybe one of the first of these like self-help type, type cults. Oh, I think I, maybe I'll join this one. I'm so open to being. <laughs> I'm like not open to it, but I'm like susceptible to yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah. I think anyone could get me. I mean, in general, I feel like I could be, but this one specifically seemed like such a downer and so depressing and pessimistic that I don't think I could. The name is trademarked. Oh, path- Pathwork is trademarked. Yeah, I think so. It has a little symbol next to its name. There it's you go. Small and hard to see, but it looks like a little. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm not into it. Uh, And then a couple more little ones. Um, There's a little article about where the Goop Gang spends its work week. Oh, yeah. I still can't find that. It's it's at the bottom if you just scroll down, I think. Of the Of the Thursday Thursday newsletter. Yeah. So, I guess Goop has two offices. One in the Flatiron District of New York and one out here in Santa Monica. And it's just like shitty restaurants and bars that they like to go to after work. Uh, oh, I finally found I, it. I mean, it's so weird living on the east side of Los Angeles. You just so rarely go to Santa Monica. Yeah. So like, it's like a different world. Any of these places, and they 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 did nothing to convince me that I'd want to go out of my way to go to any of these I mean, places. we've gone to Santa Monica to follow Goop things Yeah, before. that's like the only reason I ever go out there. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's just for you, Gwyneth. Yeah. Um. So if you want to check that out, um, and spend some time with the Goop Gang in Santa Monica, which we still don't know what the address of the Goop offices Doesn't are. Exist. It's very secret. It's her private home. I think you might be right. I know I'm right. <laughs> I'm telling you, the Goop offices are her apartments in LA and yeah. New York. I really, I never believed you until now, but I really do think you're right. Thank you. Do you believe me now I that do. no one really works there? No, I don't believe because I know because I, I literally do know one of the pers- people that work there, and I know that she's a real person. That is so crazy to me. I can't yeah. believe it. I used to work uh, at a hotel in New York, and one of the women I worked with now has a very high-ranking uh, job within the Goop organization. Um, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Fascinating. Uh, and then, oh, and then the last thing, they have, um, it's called the Goop Classics Shop, and this is sort of the fashion corner. Oh, yeah, and we loved the classic shop because it's just a new way of organizing all the clothes. Yeah, so now you can search Goop by tops, by pants, by accessories. Yeah, anything to make it more like a store and less less like a newsletter, I'm for. Yeah, and I think Gwyneth realizes that now. To really monetize it, like you just want to go on Goop and be like, I want that shirt, I want those pants, I want that bracelet. Yeah, because... Put them in my shopping bag. The clothes are incredible, and I think they're also beautiful, and I'm obsessed with all of them. I don't like any of the articles. I don't like the newsletter, and I don't understand it most of the time, and I also don't believe it exists. But the clothes, those are real. You know, I know that that's a real thing. They're real. Can, you can get you them. Can you can wear them. And they're, and they're cool. I think it should just basically be a store. Yeah. Well, if it was just a store, we wouldn't have anything to talk about every week. So I like yeah, that it's a newsletter. Yeah. I mean, I guess. But it's also like, 
I have to be selfless. Like, what do I want to see for no, the world? I, I want to see the newsletter go away and it become my store. I mean, I can't just. I want them to maybe open up a little men's department. I do feel a little yeah. left out that none of these clothes I can wear. Well, I understand that. But isn't it also like this is what Gwyneth Paltrow personally wears? Yeah. And likes. I mean, I thought that was the idea of it. I just feel like, and again, I can't afford any of these clothes. I would probably look stupid in all of these clothes. But I wish that I could at least fantasize a little bit about wearing like a goop bomber jacket or like. You want to dream. I want, yeah, I want something to dream. Um, well, that does it for this week. Uh, okay. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Please uh, subscribe on iTunes, uh, rate and review us if you can. It um, If we get some good reviews out there, it will help people find the podcast on iTunes. And we want as many listeners as possible. Uh, follow us on Twitter. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.